0: Hello, late night listeners. Uh, this is Brian, and I wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon. It's a really fun thing. It's a great way to support the show, and it gets you access to all kinds of exclusive stuff. We have exclusive mini episodes. We have videos of me, for example, writing music for various things of the show. Layton's doing all sorts of stuff, and it's just a really fun community. You also get access to our Discord if you sign up for our $5 a month tier or up. So uh, if you like the show and you like what you hear, please check us out over on Patreon. It's really a great way to to support us, thanks so much, and enjoy late night with Brian. Whacked. It's my Don Pardo impression.
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's producer Jarek here again. Sorry for Leighton and Brian's lack of professionalism, but they totally forgot to introduce who the fuck is in the episode for the second time in a row. So here I am introducing who is in the episode this time. It is I, Jarek, Leighton and Brian. Enjoy.
0: why did you call Layton foot stuff? <laughs> I didn't. I had nothing to do with that. That is a Layton original.
2: Yeah. Well, it asked me if I wanted to enter my name because I guess because I clicked the link from the text chat and not from the email that already knows my name. Hence, footstuff. I was going to put something much worse.
0: Ooh, Tell me.
2: So in the pervert group chat that I'm a part of, which is just friends and I making terrible, extremely tasteless jokes. It, it's just us repeatedly getting on like Amazon Prime watch parties. And like, you can see the the, you know, oh, so-and-so has joined, and it always ends up being, like, dog fucker has joined the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we've had dog fucker, dolphin fucker, foot fucker, like, you know, just just a lot of really tasteful content for adults to be engaging in.
0: Foot stuff is pretty tame.
2: Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, it's not dolphin fucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Wow. Well,
1: um, a girl told me I have a foot fetish.
0: What? <laughs> okay. This is great. This is, this is exactly the kind of stuff I wanted to get into today. Uh, someone well, told you you have a foot fetish, but you didn't. Yeah. Okay. Tell us more about this.
1: Well, it was this girl that I met off Tinder.
0: Off, off footpeople.com?
1: <laughs> Footstuff.com. I crashed at her place, and I told her, I was like, yo, you have nice feet. Uh-huh. And she just kept telling me I had a foot fetish.
0: It's fine to compliment. Just because you compliment and appreciate nice feet. And are sexually aroused by them doesn't mean that you have a foot fetish.
2: It's part of the body. I mean, I feel like there's a thing where me dating men, where you know, shits coming off, and uh, it's always the socks come off, and it's like, you know what? Maybe put them back on. I'm good. I don't. I don't want to see the hobbit feet, please. Um, but yeah, I was also told recently, like. I think you have a hand fetish. And I was just like, no. Hmm.
0: You, Ooh. I've never even heard that phrase.
2: You do things with hands. Why would people not be like, hey, nice hands?
0: <laughs> First of all, someone cannot diagnose you with a fetish. So, Jarek, <laughs> I'm going to say you do not have a foot fetish because I think you would know. I don't <laughs> think someone else would have to tell you, right? Yeah. like yeah.
2: Sounds like this lady was projecting pretty hard. Ooh,
1: I should ask her if she has a foot fetish.
2: So <laughs> I think you might have a foot fetish, lady.
1: <laughs> we did take a picture of another person's foot that night, so.
0: <laughs> oh, actually, I was doing a thing for a while. I had to stop doing this because it was weirding Rachel out. This was like, yeah, 10, 15 years ago, whenever we'd meet a friend, I would take a picture of their feet <laughs> and just get this collection of friend foot stuff going on. Oh, that's normal. Well, I, you know, I was doing it as a joke of course and just I mean just having my phone and jerk off to it was not <laughs> a sexual thing
2: just, just a good bit comedy bit
0: yeah you know just a good comedy bit that you masturbate while looking at and Rachel was like dude you have to stop that because people are starting to think it's like an actual thing
2: uh, kind of sounds like it was an actual thing though <laughs>
0: It's, there's nothing, no, it definitely was not an actual thing. I mean, I still have the pictures and I still use them occasionally, but it's not a thing. It was never a thing.
1: I thought you were putting them as their like contact pictures and you just remembered them as their feet.
0: (laughs) God, that's smart. Well, you know, this was long enough ago that there were no contact pictures. I had like a flip phone. And so it was like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's even creepier. That's so much worse. The idea of having like a little burner phone that is just for foot pics. Yeah, it was my foot phone.
0: You guys don't have a foot phone?
2: (laughs) Oh, God. It's Monday, November 2nd, everybody. We're really going for the gold here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we decided that we could not subject a non-close friend to whatever this week will bring in terms of the podcast.
2: Yeah, and by the time this episode comes out, (laughs) who knows? Yeah,
0: who the fuck knows? And since it was so much fun recording with Jarek, whatever, was it like a month ago? A little more, maybe?
2: Time is fake. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like three or four episodes ago. It seemed like a fun hang to do the three of us again.
2: Yeah, some some uplifting just foot fetish chat.
0: Love foot fetishes.
1: So <laughs> might have to cut this out and this might be TMI. But Ooh, love it. I was watching porn last night and uh-huh. there was a video that was like uh like sneaky comedy porn and they like they dubbed it to <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs>
0: What? The Beethoven?
1: Yeah, it was like Beethoven or like some classical composer.
0: <laughs> what was going on on screen? What? Are, okay, can you describe comedy porn? Because this is...
1: <laughs> it wasn't even like comedy porn. It was just like uh the scenario was like, you know, you have the two people.
0: Just out there with very prominent feet.
1: <laughs> just hanging
0: out, because that's the stuff you watch. Uh-huh. Yes,
1: uh-huh. there's like two people at the dinner table. And then there's like, Another person, like in the kitchen, flashing their, you know, private parts. Junk, yes. And that's like what defined as sneaky. And I think the comedic <laughs> element, the comedic <laughs> element was sneaky in Beethoven.
0: That's. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow.
1: <That's... laughs>
0: Can I just say, watch better porn, Jericho? Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I, I just came up and I saw, I didn't. I just like scrolled through. I didn't. I just, no. Okay, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> just clicking through.
1: I didn't masturbate to it or anything.
0: <laughs> there we go.
2: Just an academic interest, just like a little research scroll through the old Pornhub.
0: Yeah. How much non-porn material is on Pornhub? So when we were looking at our uh, doing our video releases for the new NSP album. Uh, because we had a porn star in one of the videos, our PR team not super pushed it, but suggested that we might want to put the video out on Pornhub first. And I was like, no, because we don't want to cross that line. Like, we try to be real careful with NSP not to be porny, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love working with porn stars. We've done a few videos with them, and they're always great. But we don't want to be, you know, explicitly like pornographic. And have our videos next to porn. But it just got me curious. Like what is on Pornhub that's just like, you know, grandma walks dog or whatever, just like normal. I don't want to say normal, but non-porn videos.
2: I did a little uh, Joker 2019 search on uh, the old (laughs) Pornhub. We got making Joker in Fallout 4 about 16 minutes we got Joker 2019 ending scenes HD.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: pe- people will like put full movies on here. Like I know that this is uh, oh, a that's thing. Interesting. Joker destroys my pussy on Halloween 2019. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: we go. Yep.
2: <laughs> there it is. I was revisiting a really horrifying video that, like, when I was in college, like we would just get a big group of people and sit in my dorm room and just like challenge each other to find the weirdest shit possible. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you just sit in a circle and you get a little circle jerk going, uh, <laughs> that was a joke, by the way, this, this, that did not happen. Um,
0: jerk, can you cut out when you edit this cut out? That was a joke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but there, there's a live action, um, uh-huh. American dad porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what? Oh, what?
2: And you know what? I'm sorry that I'm dropping, I'm gonna, I'm about to drop porn in the chat right now, but I need you to oh, see it no, because it is, uh. it's the worst thing I've <laughs> ever seen.
0: Oh, God. No, ne- never. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Already with the thumbnail. They do the theme song, too. American Dad, Triple X. And exquisite films parody. It's just important to me that you see Roger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Roger is great. Do you see that like ghetto Ableton on the computer in the intro?
2: (laughs) Oh my God, you're totally right.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, Roger looks so gross.
2: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, when the dick comes out, it's way worse. Way worse.
0: Hold on. I want to hear this guy's Roger impression. Hold on. Roger's got to maintain street print. Now, the rainforest ain't going to save itself. That's a bad Roger. Okay. Oh, yep, there's the dick. Wow. That is upsetting. (laughs) You're never going to guess but I believe Haley and Roger are about to have sex. Oh, yeah, I hate this. Definitely hate this. (laughs) It's pretty bad. All right, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. Is this whole movie basically just Haley and Roger?
2: Yeah, well, it's part one, so there's more. We got a part two, which is Francine and Jeff. You got three, which is Stan and Angela. (laughs) Wait, there's like seven parts to this. Oh,
0: my God. Wow, 72% thumbs up. That's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, that's solid. Ugh, why did I bring this into this world? I hate watching this, and I hate watching this with you, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, just watching a little American dad porn between bros. World's ending, guys. It You know, just go for it. Um, I almost burned down my apartment last week.
0: Ooh. Because that American dad porn was so hot. <laughs> it was fire.
2: I'm going to drive to your house and kill you.
0: Cool. <laughs> Please. Can you do it before tomorrow?
2: Yeah, absolutely. See you there. Uh, I am gonna be there in about 20 minutes.
0: Right. I'll be waiting outside blindfolded. <laughs>
2: but I, I lit a little candle uh, in my apartment because that seemed nice. And then I ended up going onto my balcony, as I do, to watch a movie with friends on my laptop. And when I came back inside, I was like... And this was like maybe three hours later because I forgot about the candle. I was like holy shit, that candle smells fucking awful. And it was like pitch black in my place because the sun had gone down. And I come into my living room and I'm like, hold on. Oh no. (laughs) Because I have like a little, not plastic, but like the fake wood, like coffee table. The candle was completely charred and the table was still smoking. What? And I like threw the candle outside. It must have been fully on fire is the thing. Wait, the table? No, no, no. The candle, like, oh my God. Basically, it burned a hole into the coffee table, and I'll post a picture of it. The hole was like smoking, and like I was touching it, and it was hot. And like, oh my God, it was such a close shave where I was just like almost having a panic attack with like one of my worst fears is burning down my apartment, even though it's like a totally baseless, like irrational fear. I think, as Vernon has said to me several times, like, you get to worry about burning your apartment down once you've already burned down one of them.
0: Like, I, I don't totally agree. I mean, it's good to be careful with candles, right?
2: Yeah, it's important. And it was surrounded by like flammable shit. So, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for my own stupidity not causing my untimely demise. I think more than anything, I was freaked out because maybe it was inside. But also like, are dogs supposed to bark when that shit happens?
3: <laughs>
2: and actually, I think she was barking and I was like, maybe be quiet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> closest call with that that i can think of is one time when i was oh i don't know 25 ish i was house sitting for people i didn't know like friends of friends and i you know left for the day and then came back and since the previous night i had left an oven burner on lit like (sighs) like not not gas i mean it was a gas oven but, like, the flame was on, so it wasn't just filling the house <laughs> with gas. And this oven burner had just been on, like, 24 hours. It was. Oh, my God. I almost had a heart attack. Um, and nothing happened, and they never knew. And, of course, I did not go out of my way to tell them, because no harm, no foul. But <laughs> that's definitely one of those, like, holy shit, close calls that has happened. Actually, we had another one with gas recently. Over the summer, we, again, a friend of a friend's house in Palm Springs. It's the, the only time we've traveled you know, since COVID. So we drove out to Palm Springs, stayed at this house, and we're hanging out in the living room. And I was like, what smells like gas? And they had a gas fireplace with a very kickable switch. And someone, I think Audrey, had like kicked it and just turned on the gas. And like this house was literally filling up with gas. Mm. Uh, And we were all fine. We opened some windows. And thank God they put, you know, Odor in the gas, you can smell it. But that was another one where I felt like I was about to die because I was so scared. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that you know, I don't know anyone personally, but people die all the time from gas leaks or stuff like that.
2: Yeah, my uh, carbon monoxide detector a couple of months ago was chirping and like it was actually going off as an alarm, and I was just like, "Holy fucking shit!" Freaking out, and then I, yeah, I took it off and sat outside, and I realized it was because the batteries were dead. <laughs> um, but you know, nothing like a good old, uh, brush with death, uh, to put the fear of God in you.
0: I check our stove burners every night before I go to sleep just to make sure they're really off.
2: Yep. Same. Every time I go into my kitchen, I'm like, well, I'm wearing headphones. What if my headphones touched or what if I accidentally touched it? And I just got to make sure that all yeah. of them are totally.
0: Well, I also live with a person who loves to just walk by things and turn <laughs> knobs for no reason. So, mm. you know, you always have to be a little careful when you have a child who, has no conception of anything.
2: Yeah. Children and dogs are just constantly trying to die.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is not about death, but she woke up yesterday morning and we were just kind of hanging out and like cuddling and, you know, whatever, just like morning stuff with your kid. And she looked at me in the eyes and she went, I <laughs> want
2: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Audrey drinking coffee sounds like. Oh God. A nightmare.
1: Did you ever coffee?
0: You know what? Actually, Jarek, I offered her a taste of coffee. This is like now once we were up and I had made coffee and stuff. I said, if you want a taste of my coffee, you can have a taste of my coffee. And she said no.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. For some reason, whenever my mom made drinks, they always like tasted the best. Like her coffee, her Coca-Cola, like on ice.
0: Wait. wait what do you mean your mom made Coca-Cola? Like she poured Coke into a glass with ice?
1: Yeah, and for some reason, it always huh. just tasted much better than like if I were to do it myself. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but is it true that coffee
0: really stunts people's growth or kids' I growth? I have no idea if that's true. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I
2: just think as a general rule, children should not drink coffee. That's for when you're an adult and have lost control of your life. You know, you got some time to get your shit together. Speaking to the... Um, Like, it's better when somebody else makes it for you. I think they've done, like, studies on that, of, like, if you make a sandwich, you're like, okay, sandwich. Somebody else makes you a sandwich, and you're like, this this is bomb-ass sandwich, I'm going to fuck this sandwich.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it said in the study. Well, it's like, seeing how the trick is done, right, makes it less fun. Yeah. Uh.
2: Also, it's like, somebody cares about you to make you food. Like, that's sweet. And hopefully it's not poisoned or anything.
0: (laughs) I think that's a real thing, Jarek. Yeah. How how old were you too when you started drinking coffee like regularly? If you did,
1: I was probably like twenty
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I started drinking regularly. But I feel like lately I'm like getting immune to it again
3: because
1: mm-hmm. I've been drinking it consecutively for like two or three weeks every day. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a
2: nightmare. I drink way too much coffee. It's. I think I started when I was like sixteen or seventeen. It was when I transitioned from like my all like, intense to finish high school in two years, like, honors classes, and then switched over to, like, you know, being in college classes for the last two years. Like, I just needed it to function. And then I've just been a disgusting coffee addict since, and it's pretty bad, especially during the pandemic. It's, like, the one thing Mm -hmm. that I do is, like, there's so many walk-up coffee places in my neighborhood that just to stay sane and actually get out of bed, it's like, okay, I'm going to walk and get coffee mm. and see humans because all the baristas know my dog and mm-hmm. it's just nice.
0: Yeah, I started when I was 29, I guess. I never drank coffee regularly and not to bring the vibe down too much, but I was home for my dad's funeral and I was like, I just need something to get through this. And then I'd had like espresso very occasionally before that. And then start regularly drinking coffee. And now it's like, sometimes I'll go a year without drinking any. My rule right now, as it has been for the past, I don't know, basically since pandemic, is no coffee during the week. Weekends are fine. Nothing during the week. Actually, same thing with alcohol. I'm not drinking during the week. Tomorrow night, we'll see. But (laughs) generally, only drinking on the weekends. I never drink that much. Anyway, it's just like a couple pints of vodka. Yeah. The worst thing about drinking coffee is how much
1: shits I have to take afterwards. Ugh, it's yes terrible it's very inconvenient
0: an inconvenient shit theres our episode title
2: <laughs> it, it it's once you get into the routine of knowing you're gonna have that like morning shit after your coffee like it is sort of like okay, I'm making a plan I'm here I' you know this is a meditative experience yeah but there is truly something so like romanticized at least for me about not about taking the coffee shit but about drinking coffee like spe- I mean you know what there is a certain amount of like romanticism to taking the morning shit but I don't know just the idea of having a coffee with a friend or being at a diner and just having that yeah. shitty awful diner coffee like I miss diners so fucking much
0: yeah
1: do you have any favorite diners in LA uh Nick's. Knicks I've never been to Nick's. Where's that it's
2: so good it's like sort of downtown. It's a little bit past like Chinatown and stuff. And it's like one of those things where the it's so small and it's one of those like square counters um, where like the kitchen is sort of in the middle and extends into the back. And so you just sit shoulder to shoulder in this tiny little diner. And like one of those every single waitress is the sweetest. Seems like they've worked there forever. And it's just like, all right, sweetie, what do you want? And it's just the fucking best. It's so good. Nice. So I love that place. I also really love uh, Langer's
0: is so good. Mm. Get that corned beef hash. Yes. Okay. But he, here's the thing. Real diners do not exist outside of New Jersey. You're correct. Oh, yes. You can say it's a good diner. You can call it a diner. It's not a diner. <laughs> Langer's is not a diner. Langer's <laughs> is a Jewish deli. So they have a diner vibe. I will grant that. Yeah. It is not an actual diner. Real diners are located within the state borders of New Jersey. And only there. Open 24 hours, have a 20-page menu, three of (laughs) which are, like, reasonably orderable from. Yeah. I'm sure we've discussed this. There's a whole thing that I could get into here. But L.A. definitely does not have diners. It has vague approximations of, of diners. And there are plenty of quote-unquote diners in Jersey that are not real diners either. And I'm talking about ones that close. Mm. Like, mm. if you close in the middle of the night, go fuck yourself. You're not a diner.
2: That's what diners are for, for you to go in in the middle of the night and you're like a little drunk. Like, yep. okay, so there's a diner in my neighborhood that I won't name because it's in my neighborhood that I was so excited when I moved here because I was like, oh my God, I have a diner within walking distance. That's awesome. When I first moved here, it had all of the like original wood paneling, like glittery vinyl seats and the, you know, like six page menu that was super long. Mm -hmm. And then it changed hands. They gutted the entire place and replaced it with like fake shitty diner
0: stuff. Like 50s stuff?
2: Yeah. It's like the ugly, like white and teal. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. I know who you're talking about now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and uh now the menu is literally like one page it's disgusting now that we're nine months into this bullshit i just am like oh i'm so sorry about all the times i complained about you i just want to sit in there and see my favorite waiters and waitresses and drink my shitty coffee and have my shitty overpriced hash browns please god
0: the closest thing i've been to to a real diner here is pans have you guys ever been to pans no no is that p-a-n-s yeah p-a-n-n-s You've seen it in movies. It's like real googie, 60s kind of architecture. Ooh, wow. I love that. I think it's in Inglewood. Or if not, it's right next to it. And it is not open 24 hours. In fact, I think it's not even open for dinner. I think it's just breakfast and lunch. But it's awesome. The decor is unreal. Great. Yeah, this is gorgeous. Was this in like Mad
2: Men or something? It's in everything.
0: Like, it was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. I think it was. I'd believe it. I think The Rock hangs out with his daughter there. You've seen it in tons and tons of places. It's probably in Mad Men. Anything that's set in the 60s that's filmed in LA is going to have a scene there. It's great. That's the closest i found here. Okay. So, Jarek, last time you joined us, you had these amazing bits, which you had ideas for. <laughs> and I'm curious. Okay. Do you have any other bit ideas? Or should we do some of those bits we did last time? Because I thought they were all bangers. Like, I, I love that.
1: Yeah. I got to pee real quick, though. I have a small bladder.
0: A little peeing music.
3: (laughs) Piss. Piss, piss,
0: piss. Just a little Bossa Nova peeing music for you. All right, your boy is back. Yes.
2: That was an efficient piss.
0: Yeah, wow. Real impressive, bro. I tried to say bro, but I said bruh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I grew up in high school with my dad and he told me I have to sit when I pee. Huh? It's more convenient. It's like way cleaner.
2: Wait, you sit when you pee?
1: Yes. Just
2: at home. I have a, a male friend who does that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You two are men. The concept of urinals is very mm-hmm. oh, strange to me. How often do you see strangers' dicks?
0: Well, very simple. They're beverage dispensers that exist in all these men's rooms, and they're full of some of the Swedish, sweet Swedish, sweetest, most delicious fluid you'll find anywhere on God's green earth.
2: I mean, yeah. After your green tea
0: story, it's like you've gotten a taste for the stuff. What can I say? I'm a piss drinker.
3: It's
0: my license plate, piss drinker.
1: Uh, oh, I hate using urinals. is the worst thing on the planet. Privacy's sake. And I don't like the thought of splash back back onto me.
0: Yeah. So to answer your question, Leighton, do you see a bunch of dicks? No. Generally, no. You don't. So so there are some penis people, uh, which I will use as a more inclusive term, who when they use uh, a urinal do not hold their dicks. And this is baffling to me. (laughs) Like, have you... Jerk, you must have seen this, right? Like, you're in the men's room, and someone's peeing next to you, and they're. some people put their hand on the wall, which to me seems very, very upsetting. That's gross <laughs> as fuck. Why touch another surface in a bathroom? <laughs> I've definitely seen dudes, almost always older guys, like unzip, hand on the wall, like they're reaching out for support. And these are not people who look frail. Otherwise, it's not people <laughs> who need the extra support. It's just like a thing they do. Some people, and this is really, really wild to me just like unzip and start peeing and their hands are nowhere near their dicks. And it's like, <laughs> wow. what is even going on right now?
2: I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. Yeah.
0: Uh, most people though, when they're using a urinal will be aiming slightly. Hey, no one's really looking down except for me. And when you're holding your dick, your hands are covering it. So you don't see that many dicks and people, don't walk away from the urinal dicks out and then zip up in front of the sink. Like, you know, again, except for me. That's just part of my deal.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. I have like the performance anxiety of shitting in public bathrooms. Like I can't handle it. Oh, I
0: hate it. I hate it so much. I never
2: want to do it. And even that makes me uncomfortable. So the idea of just dicks out is uh, nightmarish.
0: Men's rooms are the worst places on earth. Oh, uh, yes, I agree. And God forbid you have to go into one in like a public park or a beach because it it is hell on earth. <laughs> I must have told this story. Uh, maybe not though, but uh, I was at a, this was a few years ago. So Audrey was like three. I took her to a park and she had to go pee. So we went into a bathroom at this park. I can't remember where it was. Uh But like a big bathroom where uh there's a bunch of, it's like individual rooms, but there's an overarching ceiling. So each individual bathroom kind of has the same roof. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Where there's like a little bit of a crossover.
0: Yeah. So I take her to the bathroom because she needs to pee. And this was actually not a particularly gross bathroom, but it wasn't a great bathroom. And then I was like, you know what? I'm here. Uh I will pee as well. And because I am clean and believe in hygiene, I decide to wipe myself off uh, after I pee, and, which I do occasionally. You know, you're dripping a little, you got to do it. Not to be too explicit, but sometimes you need to do it. And Audrey watches me do this and says very audibly in such a way that the people in the other stalls can hear, she goes, Daddy, stop pulling on your penis. <laughs> and I'm like, oh ha, ha ha. No, no, honey, I'm not, I'm not pulling on it. And and then she goes, You're pulling on it so hard. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, I am about to be arrested. I'm gonna walk out of here and I'm going to get arrested. Because there's definitely kids in the other rooms that are hearing this go on. And I quickly zip up and try to get out of the bathroom as fast as possible before anyone can see who I am. And as we're walking out of the stall, she's like, daddy, you were pulling on your penis in there. (laughs) And we passed these families on the way out. And I was like, we have to leave now because something is going to happen if if we don't stop. It was an all-timer parenting moment. That is a complete nightmare.
2: That's worse than the hy- hygienic state of the bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, so how do you line your toilets? This is kind of a two-part question.
0: In public bathrooms?
1: Yes, so with the you know, the toilets to cover, do you put the tongue by your crotch or by your butt? I don't use them. You don't use them? Oh.
0: Nope, I don't.
1: That's where I was going with this. Is it true that like bacteria, there isn't enough time for bacteria to build up on the toilet seat?
0: I actually don't know the answer to this. My attitude towards public toilet seats is if it's really gross, I just won't even go anywhere near it. Like If it's very upsetting, which happens all the time in men's rooms, uh, I'm just not involved. If it's like there's drops on it, which is often just from splashback from mm-hmm. the water, not mm-hmm. pee necessarily, uh, I'll just wipe it off and then go from there. But no, I don't use the toilet seat covers. I feel like there's not much point. But I could very well be wrong. I could be wrong about the science uh, on that, and I could also be. I'm I'm curious if I'm in the minority or the majority in terms of using those or not.
1: I'm finding more and more people don't use toilet seat covers. That's where I'm. I
2: feel like I don't see them anymore.
1: Really, not as much. Yeah, I think Mm. I agree with that. So my question was late. And how do you put toilet seat covers on? Do you put the you know that like flappy thing? Do you put it in front of you or behind you?
2: I don't think I've ever used one in my life.
1: Oh, interesting. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. And you use them all the time, Jack?
1: Yeah, I double line my toilet. If I have to poo in a public restroom. Um, And where I was going with this was, it's not common knowledge, but the tongue, you know, that flap that you press through? Yeah. uh It goes in front of you. I think that makes sense. Sure.
2: Well, I don't like calling it the tongue.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: Why? It's the tastiest part.
1: You're right. I, excuse my language. The the, the flap. The licky flap. part.
2: <laughs> this is potentially the worst episode we've ever done.
0: Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's do some bits.
2: Yeah, let's do some comedy bits.
0: So what do you got, Jarek? What do you got for us? Yay, corner. I have
1: what's in your DMs, which is kind of just a spin off of what's in your spam folder. Ooh.
2: Oh, my God. I would love to read those.
0: Which means I, you will. Great. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Read.
2: I don't know. This is kind of a delicate thing because I don't want to make people upset.
0: But also, people say some insane shit to me. If you feel comfortable, Leighton. No identifying information about the person that said that stuff. That said what whatever. But if you have weird shit you want to read, I would love to hear it.
2: Okay, I'm going to read you this one that I got the other day because it really, it's uh, special. All right. One day I hope to fall in like with you and you feel the same mutually. I wouldn't want anything more in the world than to have you be the cause of my mysterious disappearance. I will mope and be a sad boy with an eye 24 seven, but when you look away, I'd smile because I'd appreciate every moment I know I'll never have with you. Anyway, that's my TED talk. I thank you for coming out here to listen to me babble like a moron. Stay safe, stay woke, and whatever else is the hippie haps.
0: What? That is haps. baffling <laughs> to me. I I legitimately don't understand what just happened.
2: Neither do I.
0: <laughs> hippie haps? Yeah. Like, Can we take that one sentence at a time? Because I'm trying to process it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. And buddy, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but I want you to know that you shouldn't send shit like this to women on the internet. Like, yes. just as a baseline thing. Don't do that shit, maybe. Yep.
0: Can we ask, now this, this, again, might be a generational thing, DMing someone you don't know to, like, hit on them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bad, generally, right?
2: Yes, yes. Always, Yes. Right? Yes.
0: Yep. yes. Okay, great. That's, yes. That's where I would 100% fall. But I don't know what you kids do. Like, maybe maybe that's cool now.
2: No, I love to get an unsolicited dick pic. That's my favorite.
0: But no, no, I, I'm not talking about unsolicited dick pics. I'm not talking about violent language or anything like that. I'm just talking about, in general, is it okay to DM someone and be like, hey, I like you? Uh, to me, I would say I would never do that and I would never encourage someone to do that. But I don't know if that's me being old.
2: No, it's fucking weird.
0: Okay, great. That's that's what I thought. Cool. Same boat.
2: It's funny because I get a bunch of these and now I can't find them because you know people actually send me normal shit most of the time. It's just sometimes, and there are people who respond to like, Every single thing I post and then we'll do the like, I'm so in love with you. You'd be like my dream girlfriend. I got one that was like, I just like, all I want to do is have like a sushi dinner day with you. And like, we watch a horror movie and you tell me about mechanical keyboards. That's upsettingly specific. Yeah. They're like very specific, like date fantasies. And also like, especially recently, like I know I talk about stabbing and murder a lot. But that means that dudes think it's okay to be like, I want you to
0: murder me. What?
2: Yeah. And it's always the like, step on me. I want you to stab me. Wait, wait,
0: wait. For real murder? Like as a sex thing?
2: As a sex thing. Yeah. Like, I get it. We're nine months into quarantine. You all are horny. I'm hot. Like, you don't got to do this.
0: You don't got to do it. (laughs) I like that a lot. I get it. Y'all are horny and I'm hot. That's great. That's a great take.
2: Yeah. There is one specific person that I will accept it from right now and it's because it's a mutual thing. It's like, I'm going to stab you and then they're like, I'm going to stab you and like, yeah. But randos, I don't want it.
1: Yeah. For the record.
2: For the record. Just like, stop. I think I've been spared a lot of shit that women have to deal with. I've never gotten an unsolicited dick pic. I'm not looking to change that.
0: Really? Yeah. That's shocking to me, honestly.
2: Yes, I know. It's shocking to me, too. It's mostly just weird, like, manic pixie dream Mm girling of just like, oh, you like mechanical keyboards and hobby electronics and horror movies. That's so cool. And it's like, you are correct. I am extremely cool and attractive, but you should shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a good hinge. Yeah, do it. Please this is a dream that I had that I told this girl. I think she also likes Shia LaBeouf too.
0: Oh, right. I forgot about your thing. Oh, yeah.
1: This is how it went. So in my dream, I was at Dodger Stadium and Shia walks up wearing a purple hoodie with yellow lettering that says NYC athletic shorts and open-toed shoes. He was scraggly looking, the kind where he just got out of bed and he was on the phone speaking in Spanish. That's it. <laughs> That was my dream about Shia LaBeouf. Wow.
2: How'd she react?
1: She didn't reply, so...
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) Pretty bummed about that, but that was a pretty good dream. Yeah. Dude, I had a really weird dream, and then I woke up, and I was like, holy shit, I got it till late in this. So I had this dream where I was with my dad, and we went to this like random empty lot. And in this empty lot, we're like people's feet that were just like cut off. Wait, okay. Now you have my... Oh,
3: wait. Oh! Okay.
1: So, all these like people's like cut off feet were just like in this circle, and so we look down into this like circle, which like was a trench, and then you could see into... Like this weird staircase, stairwell basement. And you could see these like nuns walking in the dark. <laughs> uh, one nun had clearly like locked up this like room. And I turned behind me and this like magic castle like pops up. Um, and me and my dad are like walking around. And I guess the nun sees us. And then this random cheerleader comes up in our face and like asks us what are you doing and then it comes to find out she's like an evil cheerleader working with a nun <laughs> uh-huh. and so this nun, this nun opens up that like gate door that me and my dad saw her lock up and all these like evil cheerleaders start flying around us and they kill my dad and then i'm like hiding in the spire <laughs> And then all like the evil flying cheerleaders go away after they kill my dad. And there's this guy from like the local colleges, like newspaper, who comes to do a report on those feet that are like lying around that me and my dad saw earlier in the dream.
0: <laughs> the level of detail here is really shocking, by the way, that you remember this well enough. It's very cinematic.
1: Yeah. And then that one cheerleader who like came in like got in our face in the beginning, she like, goes and greets this guy. And he, like, figures out that it's a trap. trap. And the same shit happens. All these, like, evil cheerleaders um, fly, and eat him. And then his feet become a part of that circle. Oh, wow. And, and the cycle continues. Wow. And then I woke up and, I don't know why,
0: but I was like, God, Leighton would get a kick out of this. Well, it rules. You're correct. <laughs> That's hot stuff. Yeah, sounds hot. Sweet. There's something I wanted to discuss with the two of you because I, I saw this recently. And it may be the worst thing I've ever seen online. Go on. It is Harry Knowles' review of Blade 2. <laughs> All right. So it's in the chat. Well, actually, before you start reading, hold off for a second. Do you know who this guy is?
1: No, it sounds familiar.
0: He was this very influential film critic. Oh, yeah. I had The site in It Cool News, who which was a, a big like geek site in the early two thousands, like I used to check the site all the time. He is now completely disgraced and had a bunch of like, you know, bad harassment accusations and things like that. So he is just completely discredited now. But for a while, he was like a very important figure in geek culture. So it was a question on my online trivia league mentioned this, and I was like, what is this? So I decided to look it up. Do you both have it ready to rock? Yes.
2: I do. Okay. Um, would you like me to read this?
0: Yes. Actually, I would love that.
2: This is a read nightmare. from the top. From from the brief skim I just did, This is a Nightmare. Yeah, I, I remember the name because uh, I talked about him in deep cuts because he did like a review of, like, broke the story on an ARG.
0: Yes. That's what it was. This really may be the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> and it's very exciting that you're going to read it.
2: All right. Blade 2 review, published at March 17th, 2002, 6 p.m. Very important. A warning Blade 2 is an R rated movie. This is the NC 17 review of it. You have been warned. For me to review Blade Two, it is a major conflict of interest because Guillermo del Toro and I are brothers. His father says so. His wife believes this. Guillermo and I are just the best of friends, but when El Gordo calls my father dad and I call his dad pops and we delve into hours of passionate discussion about H.P. Lovecraft, Goya, Steve Ditko action, the movies, and pussy, we can lose all track of time on planet Earth. But having attended the world premiere of Blade 2 last night, one inescapable thought crossed my mind during the movie. 10 to 1. I believe Guillermo del Toro eats pussy better than any man alive. (laughs) 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 Okay. Watch his house of pain sequence in Blade 2. Blade 2. Every time Blade 2 is mentioned in this review, it's all caps. Blade 2 is the tongue, mouth, fingers, and lips of a lover. The audience is the clit. Watch your audience. This is where Guillermo del Toro goes down on the audience. It starts with long licks with a nose bump on the joy button slowly. He smiles as he does this, watching the audience begin to squirm. Then he takes the audience's clit in his mouth and just licks it like crazy. The audience is ready on that precipice, then calm. He backs off, long licks again, brings in a finger to massage a bit, licks from the bottom to the top. The audience is cooing. He has them. They want release. He acts like he's going to give it to you, takes you right to the edge, The audience's backs arched, ready to come backs off, pinching the nipples just so, his head bobbing up to say, you like. The audience shifts around, needing release. He builds again, the pressure at a near boiling point, each stroke and moment a hypersensitive place, two fingers to the sweet spot. The audience is there, right there at that point, and suddenly he's relentless, taking the audience through a rampage of orgasms, trying to get away, trying to escape, back, back, back. But he has you, and he's never going to let you forget this moment. The audience was electric, frenetically frothing. Guillermo hears them begging no more when he decides to stop. For a moment, there is that relaxed calm. The audience relaxes, labored breathing, a sated smile. When suddenly the relentless bastard is at it again, (laughs) it was all caps for exclamation marks. You begin laughing, trying to push him away, but no more pleasure, more joy, more fun. You can't handle it. You start giggling and screaming, and it goes like this for quite some time till at the end, the credits roll, the theater lights come up. You look at the screen, you realize you want that tongue again, you want that. (laughs) Feeling again and you watch it again and again because damn, he respects the clit.
0: I mean, this goes on for a long time. This is so long. It's, it is so long and it's all that. Oh it's, oh, it's just awful.
2: Oh, and I love that with the scroll bar, it is minuscule. It is all oh, of the yeah. comments.
1: <laughs> he respects the clit. <laughs>
0: Why would any human being write this? It's Why? This guy was supposed to be like a major film reviewer at the time. I remember when Siskel <sighs> died, he was like in the running to be one of the replacements, I think. Uh, and now it turns out he's just a complete, monster. Sex pervert. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, it's really funny because before Roger Ebert's untimely death, uh, you know, he was working on this incredible review of Joker 2019, uh, which is crazy that he had somehow gone into the future and seen it. And it just talked about how Todd Phillips is really tickling the balls, how he's working the shaft, like <laughs> just,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was the peak of film criticism and the world wasn't ready for it. So he had to die. <laughs>
0: Can you just read the last sentence of the review, please, Leighton?
2: Hope you enjoyed Guillermo del Toro's tongue. I mean, Blade 2. You'll be back for seconds.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I saw this and thought of you both.
2: Hellboy is deep dicking.
0: (laughs) I was just looking at that phrase. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Reinhardt
2: is a glorious bastard in this film. Just a fantastic ass of a man. I saw a fantastic ass of a man today. I feel like a lot of men have pancake butt. It's very flat. Okay. And sometimes you got somebody with the caboose. They got the cupcake butt. Mm. And this dude <laughs> had the cupcake butt and he was rocking it. He had short shorts on. I really think we need to bring short shorts back for men. Like let's go full 70s crop top short shorts.
0: Back. How short? Like you can see butt cheek or what?
2: No, no, not that <laughs> short. But uh like above
0: knee. Yeah. It's just yeah. like damn dude. <laughs> jerek wait hold on can we just can you just say butt meat again please who you
1: <laughs> oh butt meat again please butt meat yeah one more
2: time i'm close say it again butt meat <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh we did it
1: i think i've gotten oh. cat called for my butt They've really in hollywood really yes i have i have by women or by men? I think it was by a guy. I, I clearly remember this. I was a guitar setter.
0: First of all, very cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the coolest place to be on earth. Yeah. I've been told to have a nice butt, not to brag or anything, but...
2: No, you're allowed to brag. You should take pride in
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Natalia calls me Pompitas. Because <laughs> <laughs> of my plush... Booty
0: <laughs> I get it from my dad wow we, my
2: my my fat ass, like my father before me.
0: <laughs> Rachel and I talk all the time, like Audrey has these thick little legs because Rachel and I both have fairly large legs, and it is so cute to see this little kid with these like massive thighs who's just like walking around kicking shit. <laughs> I love it. you know you you have one kid, you don't know what other kids are like. And she was hanging out with some friend. And I was like, that kid has stick legs. Look at that tiny-legged kid. And then we have these, like, ham hocks on our daughter, which are... <laughs> these daughter ham hocks are going to kick this twig's ass. Yeah, she does all these, like... She's pretty strong. Uh, Like, she can do all these, like, core things, which are just very impressive. Like, hanging and lifting her legs up at a 90-degree angle.
2: I see, like, a future with her being, like, volleyball or softball or boxing, like boxing oh shit yeah this is a scrappy kid
0: oh yeah yeah she's a scrapper and she's not afraid to use emotional manipulation to take people down
2: that's important that's like the home movies coach mcgurk scene you know which what i'm talking about
4: no i do not okay
2: hold on i'm gonna send it to you so you can watch
4: punch low always punch low yeah, that means below the waist <laughs> get him in the legs or in the crotch do stuff like that. Do you think that's uh, dirty fighting? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. But there's nothing wrong with dirty fighting. Really? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know I love what? Because so fighting much. is this well. is great. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna fight, you're already wrong. Yeah. So if you're gonna dirty, you might as well dirty fight. Yeah. Because you're already there. Yeah. You're already at the party. Right. Right. I was in a fight last week. You really? How'd it go? I won. Really? Yeah. Who'd you fight? That kid David. The the forward? Yeah. <laughs> he cannot fight. Yeah. <laughs> But he's got a big mouth, Coach. Well, not anymore, he doesn't. Right. Yeah, but mostly fighting, it's it's a mental game. Really? Brendan, you're a smart kid. Yeah, I know. You're not a tough kid. You're not a strong kid. You're not a fighter. Right. But you may have a mental edge over your opponent, and that's what you got to use. Like what? Like, for instance, if I fought somebody, I would say, hey, look. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy will look, and then I will hit him. Right. That's a mental game i know what you mean but i don't know brendan you're a smart kid you improvise this is yeah, improvised right I mean, well, give me, give me <laughs> it certainly seems like i'm up to you right <clears throat> okay i give you a little shove <laughs> right, so, hey, come on let's go okay You gotta think on your feet here Brendan. Right, i got one right, what do you got go ahead loving you is easy because you're beautiful All right, so in that situation, Brendan, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) What you did there was more weird. I tried to do something strange that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. All right,
0: I'm done.
2: When I am in a bad mood, I just watch like Coach McGurk compilations. Have you
0: listened to his jazz album? No. He has a jazz album? Jerick, you must know about this, right? Whose jazz record? H. John Benjamin. No, I haven't. Okay. It's called, I Really Should Have, Asterisk, Learn to Play Piano. And it is him playing the piano. And he is not a piano player. Like, he literally doesn't know what he's doing. And it's him and I think it's, like, drums, bass, sax. Maybe there's another person in the the combo. But it's basically three super legit jazz guys and him. And he is trying to keep up with these dudes and completely failing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm listening
2: to I Can't Play Piano Part 1.
0: Yeah. It is way too long for the bit. Like it, it's a great idea the fact that he turned it into a full album. Wow. Is astonishing. Torp loves it. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> it's one of Torp's favorite things, which is not surprising.
2: I like how the top comment on I Can't Play Piano Part 1 is the funniest thing is that he kind of almost has it. Sometimes.
0: Yes. So that's that's why I feel like it would be better if he was worse. He clearly has some sense of like rhythm. Mm -hmm. He has no idea what he's doing harmonically, but he kind of sometimes sort of gets close to something, right? Yeah. Which I feel like makes it worse.
2: (laughs) You know what? I'm really glad this has been such a disgusting episode for this disgusting week in American history.
0: (sighs) Yeah, who knows?
2: We're all going to need a release on Friday and just thoughts come...
0: I think we've talked enough about release in this episode.
2: (laughs) God, I was re-watching Climax the other night, the Gaspar Noe movie about dance troupe in the snow that uh, somebody spikes the sangria with a bunch of LSD and shit goes very wrong. I fucking love that movie.
0: It's so good. never even heard of this. It's
2: very, very, very good. There's like an opening dance scene that is one of my favorite things in the world. Like, it's really good. And I love that movie especially because it's very like Giallo inspired It's, uh, I love any movie where everyone goes crazy, but like, it's all non-actors, almost completely improvised. They would just pick dancers out. And they're like, okay, so your thing is kind of like, your brother wants to have sex with you, go. And like, they would just feel it out. It's uh it's pretty delightful. Anyway, I was re-watching it with Vernon on Discord, and by the end of it, like credits were rolling, and I was like, all right, I gotta go. Thanks for uh, climaxing with me. And then he hung up on me very <laughs> abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's weird about that.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> so I'm looking for my spam folder.
2: Oh Ooh. yes. Cause I want to hear the spam lot theme song again.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Hark, fellow travelers. And welcome to the bit known as Spamalot. Here's some uh, excerpts from my spam folder. This one I like. The subject line is, if you don't fuck me, someone else will. Whoa! Like, great. Congratulations for you. And then the body of the email says, I want to give you a hard-on all day. I'm sure I can. Just come and see. I have this fantasy of us. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) The way this is written, it says, let stuck your clothes in the washer, and then you can fuck me on top of it. (coughs) And then there are some pictures, along with, quote, other girls I might like. And it says, (laughs) Monica, 31, woman, Jade, 28, woman, Jennifer, spelled (laughs) J-E-N-I-F-F-E-R, Jennifer with one N and two Fs. (laughs) 25 comma woman. And each of these has the option for naked photo and naked video. Whoa. Yes. Bunch of emails uh, with the subject line, want to date a Russian woman? Join for free. (laughs) Jeez. Theoretical physics, as always.
2: I have a non-horny one. Yes, go. Subject line, do not think it this way. Hi there, how are you? Hope this meets you well. You're probably wondering who I am. That's fine, I'm here to help. I don't know if this landed in the famous S folder, but if it did, it's okay. A lot of people dread anything that lands in the S folder, or what I term the italics, the phantom zone. And it's fine, (laughs) given the manner and approach of some folks, but it shouldn't be so. Our various email service providers sometimes make some mails land in the phantom zone, and these mails might have been landing in your inbox previously. Sometimes they land in the other tab too, the famous P tab. The thing is, I believe every aspect of your mail is important. One time when I landed a life-changing deal, I was facing a whole lot of challenges. I was broke, depressed, and going through hell, but I still pushed. Then this deal came, an email from a potential client, and guess where it landed? The phantom zone. For two days, the email sat in my
0: S folder. What is going on?
2: I don't know. For some (laughs) weird reason, that fateful day, I ran through the mails in that folder and that was it. I went through the contents of the email and replied as fast as I could in order to not lose out on the deal. Imagine if I didn't go through my spam mail. I'm not saying you should click on everything in your mail. Most times when I check my mails in that folder, I don't bother going through everything. I look out for mails that are unique or some from inbox that found themselves in that folder. Then I whitelist them. So what I'm saying is if this landed anywhere apart from your inbox, it's fine. My sole aim is to provide value and help. This is because I understand you have an interest in video marketing according to Twitter. And that will be what I'll be talking about in my emails. You'll need to whitelist it so you get my mails directly to your inbox. That's all. Cheers, Kenneth. P.S. By the way, I've got something amazing for you in my newsletter. Anticipate. Don't forget to whitelist my mail so as to save you the stress of scrambling through your mail for it. And then it's the exact same text, like, copied again. Wow. <laughs> I've never gotten one like that.
1: That is bizarre. Did, have you gotten anything in the Vor Ninja email yet?
0: Yeah, actually. People have sent some very vore stuff. I respond to everybody that writes, and I either say, thank you, this is of no interest to this account, or I say, thank you for your message. I find this extremely interesting. And the criteria I use to determine that are, is it about both Vor and Ninja? If the answer is yes to both, then I like it. So let's see, are there any new Vor Ninja emails? Yes. Fabulous. Wow. There is. Uh, this one is just a, uh, it's just a subject line. And it says, thank you so much for quickly devouring people. Someone tried to rickroll me in a very...
1: Uh, obvious way. (laughs) I don't have anything good, but somebody keeps sending me recipes.
0: Um, Ooh. Are they good?
1: Steps to make easy mushroom risotto.
0: Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's something someone sent. It just says, here's my story. I will not be apologizing. One day, Ninja Brian was hungry. He wanted to eat something, but his house was empty. He saw his feet and decided that feasting time was upon him. He also decided that, like Rasputin, he wanted to pickle his penis. So he did. Some say that it's still pickled somewhere in Ninja Brian's house somewhere. And he also ate himself until he couldn't anymore and he internally combusted. (laughs) That's beautiful. The end. I thought there would be more general ninja content, but most of the Vore Ninja stuff, I actually haven't looked at the Twitter because in a very telling move, my Twitter app said you've had... Enough accounts linked on this app already, (laughs) Uh, so I couldn't install anymore. But uh, I've been checking the email pretty regularly, and I was surprised that it's almost all Ninja Brian stuff, not just General Vorn Ninja stuff.
2: I can't believe you didn't
0: anticipate this. I can't believe it. I I didn't either. Uh, It seems obvious in retrospect, but yeah.
2: I'm looking through my Twitter drafts.
0: Oh, I've got some NSP Twitter. Yeah, so let's do the Twitter drafts segment.
2: Twitter drafts.
0: Tweet, tweet.
2: Unsure if my headache is hangover or Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's a good one.
2: Uh, One that just says, thinking about time. (laughs) One that says, like, asterisks around the action. Tips bowler hat. And a good weed to you, sir.
0: Mm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I should go back to therapy.
0: Here's a tweet that I tweeted. That people did not get. It's from NSP. It says, actually, Ninja Brian thinks that Pennywise made a lot of good points and enacted some real changes in dairy.
1: (laughs) I saw that one. I didn't understand it either.
0: It's it, 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 it's a reference to it. And Pennywise Uh, is the child eating clown. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right, here's some NSP drafts. Are we ready for these? Of course. Yes. Wow. Ooh, there are some rough ones in here. Elephants are tons, all caps, of fun.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven had a lot of issues and didn't get therapy. So it would actually be more accurate to say six was afraid for seven. Really, they just wanted their friend to be healthy and live a fulfilling hat. And it just stops. I love that.
1: I really <laughs> like that. That's good.
0: I One that just says,
2: hey, friendly reminder that if you support these things, you... And then the tweet stops. <laughs>
0: Here's another NSP draft. It says, pump your stump till your cum lumps dump. No. No, <laughs> yep. no, no, no,
2: no, no, no.
0: Another NSP draft. Oh, wait, your name is Timothy? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Watching
2: Eraserhead, dot, dot, dot. Damn, that David Lynch guy sure is weird. LOL, XD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Do that. You should tweet that.
2: Do you ever go through um Jory's tweets?
0: Yes, he is the best at Twitter. I love his Twitter. He
2: has like literally the best Twitter and I'm going to read some of them because they're extremely one of the best ones. In the 90s, cookies and cream was king. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Another favorite is watching hashtag Twin Peaks the return, exclamation mark, bunch of times, who the fuck is Laura Palmer, LOL, and then just reply, (laughs) oh, shit, she died, crying emoji.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
2: Uh, It's so good. I highly recommend that
0: everyone look through Jory's account. Okay, here's another NSP draft. This is a conversation between two people. Hola, como estas? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien. Quieres, but sex? See, si, por favor.
1: <laughs>
0: Here's one that just says, Ladies got feet. You're not wrong.
1: Yes. Keeping up with the theme.
0: Why have I not tweeted that? I wonder why. <laughs> I started to rewrite Beowulf, but replace a lot of the words with dumb sex jokes. Shocking. Uh, wait. I don't know how to pronounce Old English. Wait. We hard penis in rear de bum, and then I stopped. Yeah, that's probably appropriate for you to have aborted that bit. Famously, the first word of Beowulf is this word, which is pronounced something like like hwe. It's H-W, that combined A-E thing, T, mm-hmm. which in Old English is some kind of like just signal to listen. And apparently in a new translation of Beowulf by, I can't remember the woman's name. She translates it in, it's kind of this like bro-speak thing. So she translates that first word, that call to attention as bro, <laughs> which is awesome. That makes it much better. Yeah, people say this translation is great. It's pretty new. It's just like the last uh, couple of months that I've been meaning to, to read it. But I love it. Is this episode boring? I feel like it might be. I don't know.
2: I think it's chaotic enough. Yeah. And also, y'all are just going to have to deal with it because this is what the episode is. Speaking of Jory, my phone, I have like a Pixel. So, you know, Google Photos app or whatever. And it's like, here's what you were doing one year ago, which is very frustrating in the time of COVID where it's like, (laughs) you dumb bitch. (laughs) You oblivious baby-faced motherfucker.
0: Oh, yeah. No, thank you.
2: But it it was just a single image of the floor of Jory's home (laughs) with a snapped in half, House of Cards DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because we, you know, would walk, we would get some like Musubi or we'd get Portos and like just have a nice long chat about how much we hate movies and just kind of segue into drinking whiskey and watching bullshit. And there was one time where we went to a Goodwill We were going to watch Twin Peaks Firewalk with me on Blu-ray, like the shit that was taken out of it, like the missing pieces or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I don't have a Blu-ray player. And so we went to Goodwill, bought one, brought it back. House of Cards DVD was in there. We watched like two seconds of it just to hate it. And then he ejected it, immediately dropped it on the ground and stepped on it, which is like the most violent thing I've ever seen Jory do. But like (laughs) it just destroyed me because I was not expecting it at all. That's great. Should we do segments of the show instead of just talking about yeah. piss and p tabs?
0: Yeah, let's do What's Poppin'? And I'm going to play the theme song.
2: What's Poppin'?
0: What's Poppin'? Great. Whoops uh, Poppin'? Yeah. Did you redo that theme song, or are you just calling it that, Jarek?
1: I just called it that.
0: I love it. Jarek, what's poppin'? Or sorry. Wap's pop. W- w- <laughs> wap or wap? It's wap. Yes, wap. Okay, great. Wap's popping.
1: Okay. Wap's popping is, I've got a couple, they're like good, bad. Great. So I watched Holiday with Emma Roberts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that like a Christmas movie?
1: It's like a holiday movie. Yeah. It's like typical like Hallmark vibe fucking bullshit. I did not realize her
0: dad is Eric Roberts. Did you know that? Who's Eric Roberts? Click on Eric Roberts. You've seen him in stuff. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh, I didn't know that. His younger sister is Julia Roberts.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Me and
1: my friend Anna, that's like our celebrity crush, but we've come to realize that she is a bad actor. (laughs) (laughs) I like cringe watched that. I cringe watched Emily in Paris. What is that? It's Lily Collins. She basically moves to Paris for a job.
2: Oh, is this when she's like the marketing person who's just like brilliant and there's no conflict?
1: Yeah, basically. Well, there's that, Emily in Paris, and then I listened to the Ariana Grande record. I didn't like it, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's just like basic pop, but I will admit there are really cool string arrangements that I think you might like.
0: Hmm. Okay, we'll check it out.
1: The last song of the record, it's called POV. The modulations from different parts of the song, so the intro and verses start off in like the relative minor, and then at the chorus, you know, typical moves to the major. Mm-hmm. But there's a really cool like chord change. So typical like pop songs go like one four five, but this mm-hmm. one goes like one three six. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that like felt really good. Just not typical pop.
0: Cool. I don't think I've ever listened to an Ariana Grande song, like, just on its own. I'm sure I've heard them around, but I couldn't tell you anything about her. Yeah,
2: Seven Rings and Thank You, Next got a lot of play. And I really like both of those songs. They're very catchy. Mm.
0: I know her sisters, uh, Ariana Tall and Ariana Venti. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) That's so good. Hell yeah, it is. That's an old (laughs) NSP tweet.
2: (laughs) I also think we have the exact same joke in uh, Dream Daddy, which actually, like, Brian, you helped name a bunch of the pun uh, drinks in Dream Daddy.
0: The one I remember was Godspeed, you, black coffee.
2: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that was a
0: good one. What are the other ones?
2: Fro-Yo, Latango. Oh, yes. Hot
0: Cocoa Rosie. That's right. I remember coming up with these with you and Vernon.
2: Yeah, you like wandered over and we were like, yo, Pun Man, help us. But yeah, there there's a thing about the sizing of like you can get Ariana Grande or Biggie Smalls, and then it's like, is that big or small? And he's like, Oh, <laughs> you're right, that <laughs> is confusing.
1: Late Waps popping.
2: Waps poppin' for me is um Kim Petrus's album Turn Off the Light. Uh, which I had heard like a couple of her songs before, but I had never like dove into it but like this album it's like goth bubble bubble bubblegum pop with like lots of synths all the songs are about fucking and dying it's just like really solid and has been very inspirational to me like musically because you know some dark fatty synths in there and yeah i've just been super enjoying it and also on the same turn i've just been trying to find like good things that use a lot of like Fat vintage synths and like mm-hmm. synth organ sounds, just because I, I love that shit so much. So I was I was listening to some like eighties Russian, like Soviet pop songs, um, and that was pretty interesting.
0: Nice, yeah,
2: that's what's popping, uh, Brian.
0: What's popping? What's popping for me is it's an album by Deodato, who is a I believe he's Brazilian. So he has an album from nineteen seventy nine called Knights of Fantasy where just Google Deodato, D-E-O-D-A-T-O, Knights K-N-I-G-H-T, of fantasy, and look at that album cover.
2: Whoa. Ooh. I love how every single one of your What's Poppins are like, look at this album cover. Yeah,
0: well, from the, you know, late 70s, there's a lot of great album covers. All of his albums have some, like, classical music done in, like, a synth or disco style. This one has... Uh, a track called Bach Mania uh, on it and they're all great. So he has a a bunch of albums from the late 70s, early 80s, which are all fantastic. But this one is my favorite, Nights of Fantasy. So for those of you who can't see it, so there's like a black and white checkered floor looking out over what, what would you call that?
1: I'd say sunset.
0: Yeah, I guess. And there's a I can't even tell what that thing is. Is it a dragon or what's the red thing?
1: Dude, it looks like legs holding like vinyl records.
0: Yeah, that was my read. Well, there's definitely like legs. A, w- a woman's legs are very prominent in the foreground of this picture. But
1: the thing popping out of the sky looks like legs coming out of the sky, like gripping yeah. onto vinyl records.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Now I can see it better. Uh, I never really read what that was. So, yeah, it's very sexual.
2: Absolutely. Yes.
0: I love it. All right. So peaches and lemons. Hell yeah. Sick. Peaches and lemons. Peaches and lemons. I'll go first. My peach, hopefully, is that Joe Biden won the election. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) who the fuck knows if that's really going to be true or not?
2: Don't know if that's going to age well.
0: (sighs) Yeah. By the time this goes live, we might not even know who the fuck knows what's going to be happening. But certainly the numbers seem good right now, and they seem a lot better than they did in 2016, which is, who knows? I don't want to talk about it anymore because I have nothing intelligent to say. Nobody does. Let's see what happens. My second peach is that I threw a pumpkin off our roof last night, (laughs) and (laughs) it was fucking great. I highly recommend if you have a roof and a pumpkin, climb up on that shit and throw it off because it makes a pleasing thunk when it hits the ground and then spews pumpkin junk everywhere. Hell yeah. Spewing
2: pumpkin junk. I think that's the episode title.
0: Ooh. Spewing pumpkin junk. Spewing PJ. P junk. There we go. Spewing P junk.
2: That goes in the P tab.
0: Well, okay. (laughs) The next part of this, which is even better, which I'll call part of this peach, is after this pumpkin smashed onto the ground from, I don't know how high the roof is, like nine feet, let's say, something like that. We gave her a hammer and said, go crazy. And she just walked around the yard, smashing this pumpkin to fucking bits. And at some point she knocked on the door and screamed, daddy, come look at the destruction I made.
2: Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair.
0: Uh Audrey Mandius, yes. Uh, It was pretty great. And she was very happy. It was a full on like claw hammer. And she's just walking around, smashing a pumpkin. And it kept her occupied for a very long time. Like, a solid half an hour. Oh, was so great. So, if you have a six-year-old, give that kid a hammer. They'll have a great time. <laughs> My third peach is uh, Bob James Radio on Spotify. <laughs> Always good stuff. Got to hear a lot of smooth tunes this morning. And I told Audrey that we were listening to smooth jazz. And she thought I said smooch jazz. Which...
2: It basically
0: is <laughs> and then she started dancing around making kissy lips uh, so that was great i guess a real peach who knows what's gonna happen to that first one but we had a lovely halloween we had a backyard we had one other family over and the kids went nuts together oh yeah so we did this drive through i'm just gonna cram a bunch of stuff here where we drove through like a drive through trick trick-or-treating thing don't get out of the car and it was called haunt ween it was really fun it's really really fun and the thing was, you would roll down your car windows, you just drive around with headlights off, windows down. And they had these baskets on like poles that they would fill with candy and then dump all over you in the car.
2: That and
0: rolls. It. we got so much fucking candy. It was like a ridiculous amount of candy, like way more, probably like three Halloweens worth of candy. Wow. Uh, oh my in a total net <laughs> volume of candy. And and it occurs to me, I'm probably on a very short list of people for whom this is uh, possible. I got recognized by a fan while wearing my face mask. Oh. And wow. I was like, I guess that makes sense because that's how this person has probably seen me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the eyes. It's the eyes. Which So I was very impressed. I mean, shocked that this kid like was like, are you Ninja Brian? Um, but... <laughs> I guess when you wear a mask all the time, people know what you look like with a mask on. It was pretty cool. We had to drive through There was a lot more corporate sponsorship than I had anticipated. So we got to drive through a whole What We Do in the Shadows tunnel. Nice. I mean, That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. You're just getting candy dumped on you is pretty awesome. A child's dream. It is. Although there was so much that at some point she was like, please no more. Don't dump any more candy on me. <laughs> and then when we got home, <laughs> We had to decandify the car because there was just candy everywhere under the seats, you know, in little crevices. I'm not complaining because it was fun, but there's a lot of fucking candy.
2: I will say that the best air freshener I've ever used is the one time I forgot two starbursts were right next to a vent, and I was like, "Why the? Why does my car smell so good?" That rules. Yeah, it was just two Starbursts melting into the floor. So highly recommend you guys, if you want to have a little unsanitary thing in there, just shove a couple of Tropical Starbursts because they're not good for eating, but they do smell good.
0: I remember reading, like, if you really want to get revenge on someone, what you should do is go into their house or apartment, wherever they live, with an abalone. It's a shellfish. It's like a very thin shellfish. And just hide it near their radiator (laughs) and see what happens.
2: That's evil. What? Yeah. The one I always thought would be really fucked up to do would be dumping um, micro glitter into the washing machine or the dryer and just letting it rest. And hopefully they don't notice. I feel like that one's pretty evil.
0: I'm just going to... Here's an open letter to glitter. Glitter, fuck you. Get out of my house. (laughs) not interested in you anymore. There's too much of you. And when you have a young child... There's a lot of fucking glitter stuff that happens, and it gets everywhere. It's really hard to clean up. It's bad for the everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, glitter, just we should ban glitter. That's my that's my new that's my campaign platform. Ban glitter.
2: Did you guys see the the whole controversy over like that article about glitter sourcing and how that one lady was like, "Oh yeah, you would be shocked at what our biggest supplier is, but we really have to keep it a secret." No, wow. it's a really good article, and people were really digging trying to find out what it was and a lot of people were suspecting like oh is it put in food. Wait wait, this
0: is the question is where they sell it or where they get
2: What it? what's this industry that is so secret that like it couldn't possibly get out that they use a ton of glitter? Like why would it mm. be a problem that they have to keep it so hush hush? Um and it seemed like the turnaround of people doing sleuthing was like for boats or like planes, especially military planes for like the paint coating or something like that.
0: Oh. I thought you were talking about where they source it from, where they get the glitter. And I was like, are they just like crushing a bunch of hamsters and that's where glitter comes from?
2: As we all know, the hamsters are full
0: of glitter. Yeah. Well, they are. When you feed them glitter, they're full (laughs) of glitter.
1: Speaking of weird sourcing, like last year, my dad, probably like 2 or 3 a.m., sent me a video and the thumbnail was like dead bodies on like a warehouse floor and then I kind of uh-huh. like played the thumbnail and it was like scrubbing through and it was like a motion of a guy with like a giant machete uh-huh. whacking away at these like dead bodies on the floor and my dad's context was, you should stop eating corned beef <laughs> <laughs> because apparently a couple uh, corned beef manufacturers in China supplement corned beef with dead people. What? Mm. Yes, yes. I had to delete the message because it was like too gruesome, but yeah, that's yeah. what his but, message was.
0: But, okay. I mean, <laughs> corned beef is like a preparation of beef. Are people buying pre-cooked corned beef from China?
1: Well, you know like the canned corned beef? Mm, oh, like gotcha. corned beef hash. Like yes. That kind of stuff. yes, yes. Yes, easy, okay, yeah.
2: got it, got it, got it, got it. You know, a thing that I think about a lot is that
0: supposedly
2: the flesh of your palm is the tastiest part of the human body.
0: Hold on, let me check. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed.
2: It's it's like apparently really tender, like especially with like the bones. Also, human head weighs the same as a bowling ball. It's very heavy.
0: Wow! Not that I know from experience. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a line from the Kids in the Hall, which is a Bruce McCullough character, where he goes, "If my head were made of veal, which I know it is not, how much would it cost?" <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Layton peaches.
2: First peach is the Halloween show that I was a part of. um, That I was kind of dying working on went really well. Um, I really appreciate all of you who tuned in to watch it, and were very sweet and supportive in the chat. I had no idea what the other ladies were doing, and so it was super cool to just kind of see it all come together because it was such a like weird, unique show. Like everything was totally different. Susie just like. Kicked ass being a host, and if she doesn't awesome. end up being the host for like some Crypt Keeper show, I'm gonna be so mad because she just nailed it. Cool, but yeah, it, it was super delightful, and I'm glad that it went well. So I think eventually the VOD's gonna be available for six days, but after that expires, I think I'm just gonna put my set alone on YouTube because I'm super happy with it, and I have a little bit of that like postpartum creative depression where it's like, oh, what now? Peach number two is... Oh, I watched this terrible movie with my friends on Discord the other night called Fear.com.
0: Oh, I have I know Fear.com. Yeah, yes, I've, that, yeah. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Oh, it's
2: so Is that. it from
0: the 90s?
2: It's 2001, I think. Oh, it made no sense at all. So just like a very fun thing to watch with friends and roast. There was a good moment at the beginning where like old man drops his glasses and just verbatim exactly simultaneously me and a friend were like, there was time now, time enough at last. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, just to appreciate Twilight Zone fuckers. So that was great. Just very healing right now to watch bullshit that you don't really have to pay attention to other than being like, why did that man just fly through the air? Um, Which there was a lot of in that movie. And then peach number three is tomorrow. I My only plans are me and a friend got COVID tested and we are just going to get drunk in his garage and like just hang out and probably watch horror movies to avoid the horror movie that is our current reality. So I'm looking forward to being around a human.
1: Are you going to throw some knives? Have you got new knives?
2: Yes. Yeah, probably. Might uh, print out some pictures of particular people and put them on a the little, little board. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, jerk. Peach number one was that the NSP album was number one on comedy billboard. Holy shit. Yes. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. That was cool. That was very cool. And you, you were a big part of that album.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, it was fun to be a part of. Learned a lot of cool things about music. That's one of the hugest peaches right now.
0: Well, I was pleased at the opportunity to share my genius with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, one of my favorite memories. I don't know if you were there, but I was I think I was in the bathroom and then Steve Perry was like in there and he was reciting the chorus to It's Bedtime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it was like stuck in his head.
0: Yeah, that was one of the coolest parts of, of recording that album is, yeah, you know, Steve Perry from Journey came in the studio and hung out for a couple songs. Yeah. It was just awesome. That was really cool.
1: Second peach is I got to see some friends these past like two weeks safely. Um, got COVID tested and went down to San Diego and we skated. Nice. And then the following weekend, it was my friend's wedding socially distant wedding outside everybody was wearing a mask disclaimer and that was really nice to see people get married in this time yeah yeah <laughs> my last peach is i sent this video to layton already um <laughs> i'm gonna send it in the chat probably um cool. oh my gosh it's the funniest thing
4: you walking too fast i didn't see, never seen uncle do that <laughs> I never see him with their wig. But it's
2: cool. This very sparked joy for me. Yes. This
0: is really great. So you... <laughs> oh look at this kid. So, you do
4: know, you want <laughs> why you wanna wear the wig? You like a Mikael Myers. Mikael? Yes. That's not that's not Michael. That's like Mi- that's Mikael Myers. That's like grandma
1: Myers. Aw that's very cute. So everybody knows it's this Twitter video of, I guess, this woman. and uh, Her son and her son or brother is wearing this Michael Myers outfit. <laughs> and he's like walking too fast to the theme song. Two, he's like wearing his grandmother's wig. <laughs> 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 Which is the funniest part. Yes. And three, uh, the woman calls him Mikael my <laughs> <Myers. laughs> it's like a french thing it's yes. very
2: cute.
1: so funny that's pretty great dude
2: there is also another wholesome michael myers costume video hold on i'll drop it in the chat it's just it gives me a little bit of that sarah of Tonin. oh yeah this is so wholesome
0: hold on i'm gonna watch this one too Oh, yeah.
2: Michael's got some moves.
0: Yeah. Wow, that guy Also, this can't kid's dance. got some moves. Yeah. Yeah, that kid was good.
2: Nothing brings me more joy than watching children do Fortnite dances. I think when it first started happening, I was irritated by it. But, like, it is they genuinely it. such a wholesome thing to me now where, like, I see a child floss and I'm like, hell yeah, man, get it.
0: Are these Fortnite dances? Some of them are. That's great. Oh, yeah, there's the flossing. Okay, there we go. Uh, that one I recognize. Very cool. Great.
2: Those are some good ones. Well, this has been a doozy of an episode. (laughs) Very chaotic energy here today.
0: The 10 minutes that doesn't get cut will be (laughs) a joy for everyone to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: new record for the amount we have to cut.
0: Well, uh, if nothing else, it was a joy to hang out with you both. Yes. Yeah, seriously, this was a delight. By the time this comes out, we may live in a different country. I don't know. Uh, Or the same country. Hopefully it's not the same country in many Mm -hmm. ways, but... We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, I hope everyone's doing okay this week. Just, you know, don't be too hard on yourself for being stressed or unfocused. And stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitter, I think, is good advice all the time, but especially today and tomorrow and for the next four months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Lit. Oh, by the way, Jarek, I love that this is your thing now saying lit all the time. It is <laughs> one of my favorite things. Every time I think I've texted you for the past, I don't know, week. Yeah. Your response has just been lit and I really love it. <laughs> and also yeet. yeet.
1: Yeet. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. I'm, I'm happy yeah. that I could inspire some MSP tweets too. So That's beautiful. My job here is done. It's such a cringy word that i just like, oh, I'm just going to step on it more.
0: Which, so. yeet or lit or both? Both, both, yes, <laughs> lit. Yep, it's lit is definitely not lit, <laughs> which is why it's lit.
2: Unlit.
1: Whenever you guys do get three hundred Patreon subscribers, and Brian, when you do smoke weed for the first time in twenty years, yeah, that episode has to be called Lit Tonight with Brian Wecht. Yes. Oh shit! I love it.
2: Yeah, I guess for people who don't look at our socials, like neglectful ingrates. <laughs> When we reach 300 Patreons, patrons, whatever the fuck we're going to get, Brian, on on some of that sick, nasty <laughs> nar nar, just ripping some fat, clout, some, some
0: cumulo nimbus. Okay. So, this is why when I wrote that, I was very careful to say ingest marijuana because I don't want to smoke. I will do edibles. Mm. Would you do a vape? Like a gentle vape? Because they make hardcore vapes, but they also make
2: like vapes for people who don't smoke weed. They're very gentle.
0: I would need to find out
2: more about it. Like dosis pens are basically made for old people. Like it has a very controlled like puff. Like you can't just keep sucking on it. It's like, okay, here's your dose. You puff this long and then
0: it stops. I'm worried about everything about this. Of course. But I don't want to do anything that is carcinogenic. And I know edibles exist. So I feel like that might be the best option for me, although I know they take a while to kick in, which is why I'll just keep eating more of them and more of them and more (laughs) of them until they start. That's my strategy anyway.
2: Which I think that would almost be fun. Of we time it right where we're recording while you're waiting for it to hit, because there will be a moment where it starts to hit, and then that's you just get to hear that happen.
0: Yeah, which I'm like, I I recognize that people want to see this, which is why I thought it would be a good idea. When I texted you late, and I was like, "This is probably a terrible idea," (laughs) and then you were like, "No, this is great."
2: It's what the people want.
0: But I'm legitimately scared. Like I, I have not, you know.
2: Oh, my God.
0: And I, sm- I smoked weed a couple times and just did nothing. The one time, which was probably the first or second time I smoked, that I really felt something. It was not a good experience. I did not have a good time. Oh.
2: That sucks. Some people are just like that, and it's always a bummer.
0: I never have a good time. I've never had fun.
2: Of course, of course. We know this about you. This has been established. You hate fun. You hate watching people have fun.
0: Yes, that's what I do.
2: But, yeah, I'll smoke weed with you, and I will take a fat, disgusting bong rip. Um <laughs> Because my tolerance is insane and I need enough weed
0: to get
2: a horse tripping balls. So, oh, wow.
0: yeah. Whereas my tolerance obviously doesn't exist. Okay, here's what I'm not going to do, and this is this should be obvious: is I'm not going to do some like cop out and just like have something that's all CBD or some bullshit like that. Sure, yeah, no, of course, cool. absolutely not. Sick. Just to be clear, I will get high, and I will do it with THC involved. So that's my promise to you. How that substance gets in me. I don't know. And I'm open to anything, and I do mean anything. There are suppositories. Whoa. You know, we'll see. always looking for an excuse for suppositories.
2: I do love that when you tweeted that out, I just got a ton of notifications of like, new patron, new patron, new patron, new (laughs) patron. (laughs) Yep. So thank you all. Thank you for joining us, new ones. What's the difference left?
0: I kind of timed it weird because we did it like the last or second last day of October. So we got like 14 new patrons right away. The overall number has gone down a little bit, but right now we're at 157, and which is great yeah. because when we made that promise, we were at 150. Ah. So that's a significant increase, but we still have quite a ways to go. So if you want to see me get high for the first time in a very long time, I mean, 20 something years since I was 22, was the last time we need to get to 300 patrons. So that's patreon.com slash late night. We should
1: do
2: that as
0: a video episode. Yes, 100%. Yes. Lit tonight with Brian Wecht. Let me say my catchphrase, 420 blaze it, <laughs> which is what I'm I'm known for saying. Uh, <laughs> get me some of that uh, lit nar nar. We will embark on the hunt for green October.
2: Jarek, thank you for being here today. Brian, go fuck yourself.
0: Hunt <laughs> for green October. Every, everyone listening, pretty great
2: be well take care of yourselves you know it's gonna be
0: a rough one so or not we don't know we have no idea we don't know hopefully it's not
2: this is the end of the podcast i believe toodaloo bye bye bye, bye.
1: late and night is produced by brian wecht leighton gray and your boy jarek centeno follow us on twitter at Layton night on instagram at leighton underscore night or email us at lateinnight at gmail.com.